Welcome to Agency for Change, the podcast that brings you the stories of people creating positive change in the world. We explore what inspires these change makers, the work they're doing, and how they share their message. Each of us can play a part in change. And these are the people who show us how. Hi, everyone. This is Lynn Weinman, president of Kid Glove. And today's episode of the Agency for Change podcast is launching on April 19th, 2021. And this is the first day of a brand new event in Omaha, Nebraska called Do Good Week. And Marjorie Moss, the executive director of Share Omaha, is here to tell us all about it. Marjorie, happy Do Good Week. Well, thank you so much. Yes, happy Do Good Week is absolutely correct. I think that's a fantastic name for a weekly celebration. And let's just get started by having you tell us all about what Do Good Week is. Do Good Week is based on the pre- is based on the premise that what if our dollars added up to impact and more? What if it was not just cash, but our efforts, our time, our shopping, all that led to nonprofits and our causes succeeding in the community? And so we have taken the mantle of what was a beautiful event with Omaha Gives based on cash and based on cash infusions to the nonprofits in our community in the spring and said, well, now that Share Omaha really has that responsibility, let's show the community all that they can do so that it's not just focused on a cash infusion, though we hope that happens by on Friday, but that people feel welcome to sign up for a new volunteer opportunity, that people feel welcome to shop either in person or on Amazon wish lists of nonprofits. And so every day of the week has a different call out a different prompt and you can follow them or you don't have to but mission monday is today and that is an opportunity for nonprofits to really tell their story i think you maybe even seen it this morning but social media is going to be lit up with nonprofits telling testimonials with videos with executive directors stating their case and that leads into new donor tuesday We really want people to be able to make and feel welcome to make a new gift to a new organization to them on New Donor Tuesday. And then on Wednesday is Wishlist Wednesday is the prompt for that day. And most of our nonprofits have Amazon Smile Wishlists listed on their profiles. And so people are able to click through and make those purchases or use those as suggestions to buy at local retailers. And then Thursday is maybe the biggest stretch of a name of a day. It's Volun Thursday. And volun- <laughs> I, like I, I like it too. And Volun Thursday is your opportunity to make a new volunteer commitment to apply for a new volunteer opportunity, to get involved and get trained for a new opportunity. Plenty of nonprofits have trainings that day that are virtual. And then also a lot of nonprofits are thanking volunteers on that day. And then the big day, the big drum roll, please, is Fund It Friday. We're really hoping to see, yes, we're really hoping to see a cash infusion to our nonprofits on that day that people give whatever whatever amount, whatever nonprofits matter to them, that every donation counts. Every gift matters on Fund It Friday. And we're excited to see how the community reacts. Wow. Um, 
one thing, Lynn, is that we're celebrating all of this on Saturday. Nonprofits are entered into a prize pool based upon their, their activity throughout the week in a randomized fashion and get awarded $1,000 gifts. There's $37,000 in the prize pool. 15000 of that came from First National Bank of Omaha, our presenting sponsor. So they've really come to the plate for this. I'm so grateful to to FNBO. And then Omaha Stakes donated $10,000 to that prize pool. And Pottawatomie County Community Foundation has dedicated an Iowa-based, Iowa-specific prize pool of $12,000. So we're so excited to award those gifts on Saturday. But one thing you just asked about Do Good Week in general, we really have scoured the web to find if there's a real precedent for this type of prompt each day of the week and we can't find that there's another community out there that's doing this. So this might be the first one in the country to have, because we know there's a lot of communities that have giving days and Omaha in the past has had giving days, but you've really now taken that and run with it and made it into a whole week. That would be really cool if this were the first in the nation to do this kind of a thing. And we think it's because of our software. We uh, think it's because we think it's because the the software allows us to give gifts and cash. It allows us to shop wish lists. It allows us to see events and volunteer opportunities and really get to know the nonprofits in the way that they want to be known. And that we serve up nonprofits in a randomized fashion. And so you get a chance to really have kind of the best window shopping experience that hopefully leads to long lasting relationships possible. And, and so since we have this amazing technology, we said, well, why not use it to its full capability for a whole week? So the community can realize what resource they have to be able to, on this week, make a difference, but see that it can be used any day of the year to make an impact in the community. What I love about it is we often talk about you can give time, talent, or treasure, but giving days focus mostly just on treasure, right? Treasure. Time and talent are very important aspects of that as well. And so, you know, just to, to hit that again, you said Mission Monday And then what is Tuesday again? New Donor Tuesday. New Donor Tuesday. So find something new that you've never given to before. And I bet if people come to your website, which is, remind me your web address. Thank you. It's shareomaha.org. Shareomaha.org. So people go to shareomaha.org. I bet they can find those new nonprofits right on your website, can't they? Absolutely. There's a button right there that says find nonprofits. Beautiful. You can't miss it. And can't then miss it. Remind me Wednesday again. Wish list Wednesday. Wish list Wednesday, because there are certain things that people need. And so what you said is they can go through the Amazon smile accounts to yes. purchase the wish list items. Cool. And then vol say it again. That's a very creative it's okay. Volun Thursday. Volun Thursday. And then the last day is Fund It Friday. Fund It Friday. All right. Sorry for making you go through that again, but I couldn't write them down fast enough. And also, no problem. I bet if people go to your website, they'll see all of the days. And I imagine social media and everybody's going to be talking about it all week. And we're hoping to highlight Mission Monday because it is Mission Monday and we're going to be sharing this podcast on our social media as well. So Marjorie, how did this idea come about? I mean, this is a big idea. 
Well, I really want to thank my partners at the Omaha Community Foundation and Pottawatomie County Community Foundation. When they decided that, well, when the Omaha Community Foundation decided that they wanted to focus on their initiatives and their grant work, and that they have other priorities with their strategic plan that they really want to focus on, and that they knew that online philanthropy had a home at Share Omaha, we said, of course, but we all kind of agreed there needs to be a spring giving something. Our community is trained for it. Our community is ready for it. They're used to it. And so we have to give them a new way to do that on shareomaha.org. And so that was really the impetus and saying, what if we didn't just focus on cash, but focused on all of the capability that shareomaha.org has. And so we were able to put together kind of a a listing of days of the week. And I think and we're so grateful that sponsors, that FNBO, Omaha Stakes, KTV, Omaha World Herald, that Potawatomi Community Community Foundation, that so many have gotten it with us and have and and that have taken on that this is something they want to be excited about too. So we're so grateful that it's something that made sense in our minds, but obviously makes sense to the greater community. And one thing we know about Omaha, Omaha is a very generous community, I believe. And our nonprofits need this support now more than ever as we're coming out of the COVID-19 pandemic, or, you know, we're at least kind of starting to see that light at the end of the tunnel. They've been through a lot. They've been asked, many of them, to step up in new and different ways. They've had new and different expenses. So it's, it's really great to have a whole week to shower them with this love. Now, Marjorie, we've been talking about this awesome event, but I also know, you know, Share Omaha as a relatively young organization in the Omaha area. I'd really just like to hear more about the organization. Can can you tell us a bit more about Share Omaha? My favorite thing to talk about. So Share Omaha was founded, we launched to the public in January of 19. And our staff came together in third and fourth quarter of the year before and got ready for our big launch. We launched to the public with 156 nonprofits on the website. Wow. Today, just two and a half years later, I think this morning we were at 589 organizations. So nearly 600 nonprofits on the website. I, that's a rocket ship of, totally of time. Is. I and thought 156 it, sounded good, Marjorie, but... But that near 600 number sounds even better. It's amazing. And we are formulated as an as a conduit. So we are uh, our own 501c3 organization in Omaha, but we serve an eight-county footprint, uh, five counties in Nebraska, three counties in Iowa formally. And we work really hard to make those first-time and lasting connections happen between the neighbors that want to impact the community and the nonprofits that are making the impact. And so we try to be that meeting ground and make that, try to take away as many barriers as possible to make that experience as easy to start a new relationship and keep one going as we possibly can. And it's all, I mean, to talk about some, in some bigger words, it's about democratizing philanthropy. What do you, what do you, yeah, explain that for me, democratizing philanthropy. That people know where they want to make an impact. They just might not know who is doing that good work. 
we all have that itch we want to scratch in our in the community. That's the thing that when you're scrolling through Facebook or you're watching the news at night or you're hearing the hearing the news on NPR, that it, it's an issue that bothers you or an issue that you want to make sure succeeds. And we we know that ShareOmaha.org and the Share Omaha the Share sites make that process of finding that itch really really easy. We try really hard to make our filtering criteria as broad or as narrow as you need it to be. And it then serves up in a randomized fashion, not A through Z, it serves up in a randomized assortment of nonprofits that are addressing that issue. So you hopefully get to know not just the ABC organization, but the XYZ organizations right in the mix of each other. And that it's not based upon budget size. It's not based upon a fee they give to us. Nonprofits are invited on the platform at no charge to them. So, because we really want to make sure that those intimately intimate and newer nonprofits feel as welcome and as get as much prominence on the website as those that you normally think about in the community that are supporting pillars of, of our metro area. And so democratizing philanthropy is being able to choose that specific source that you want to make impact through in the community and that you get to do it in whatever way you want to. That if you want to donate time or talent, or you want to shop for a nonprofit and give them durable goods, or you want to make a cash gift, that all of that is made an option to you. That is cool. So can you tell me, you mentioned earlier about this this special, unique software that you have. And I imagine that's what supports this whole process. Can you tell me a bit more about this software and I can't imagine what it would cost for a nonprofit to try and replicate something like that just on their own. 100%. So we often get two questions. We get the question of, well, this makes a lot of sense. Why has this not happened before? And it's the very reason you just said, Lynn, for a nonprofit independently to set up this type of conduit system would be cost prohibitive. And to be able to form this software would be a mammoth undertaking. And so we're very fortunate in the Omaha Metro that we were supported by three foundations right at the gate, the Suzanne Walter Scott Foundation primarily, and then Robert B. Doherty Foundation and the Sherwood Foundation really saw what this software could do for a community based upon our sister city in Charlotte, North Carolina. That's where the software was generated, was formulated. And over the course of the next two years, since we founded, the founder of that software decided that this really needs to be a nonprofit enterprise, that it's not so much an investor LLC situation, that that for a nonprofit to run the software makes a lot of sense. So one thing that not many people know is that the Share Good software, that's what the tool is called, that runs Share Charlotte, Share Omaha, and now Share Detroit, Share Greater Lynchburg, Virginia, Share Cape Fear, which is also in North Carolina, and, and some other communities that are in the pipeline, that those communities are all now run out of Omaha. That software was gifted by our by our donors to Share Omaha. So for the time being, we're not only powering the work that happens in Omaha, we're powering the work that's happening in all of these communities. And we really get to be in the driver's seat in Omaha 
to work with local developers to make sure that all these improvements we want to make to make the share good tool even better happens. Marjorie, one of the reasons I love doing this podcast is because I go into them thinking I know the story and then I always learn new bits of information that it's just fantastic. Like you are out of Omaha, you know, running this network that's going to impact communities throughout the country with this fantastic software. And I bet they're going to learn from you and I bet they're going to have their own do good weeks. What do you think? They are. And actually the thought of do good week came from our sister city in Charlotte. They have a week fully based on volunteerism. And so we wanted to learn from that. But when we had the opportunity with the Omaha community foundation to host the giving day for the Omaha Metro through our software, we said, well, what if we expand upon what do good means? Expound, expand on it, not just being about doing good works, but doing good in all the ways possible. And so, and, and our mission is to help other nonprofits fulfill their own missions by raising new support and service. And that is true of every share community across the country. And it's kind of this movement of democratizing philanthropy that we're trying to get into as many communities as possible. And we're in this phase right now where we're raising capital in order to improve the software and be able to go out to the nation with an even better product than we have right now. So there's more to come. That's fantastic too. And and oftentimes you think about raising capital for either like building projects or even for startups and you're raising capital to improve, improve the engine, improve the software to move that across the country. Since you mentioned your mission is to help nonprofits achieve their missions, which I, I really love. Can you share some stories of how you've been able to, to do that work? One of my favorite examples happened right after we launched. It was the dead of winter in Nebraska and Southwestern Iowa. And the, the Children's Museum, the Omaha Children's Museum, put out that they needed some handyman work, that they needed some people to help build their next exhibit. And we saw, because we can see the volunteer opportunities and applications that come through, that construction company called SpecPro signed up to build that exhibit. And what I love about that is that they wanted to put their workers, their employees to work, even during a cold season where they couldn't do a lot of external or exterior work in the community. And so they used their staff and labor time to directly serve a nonprofit in a very practical way. That's one of my favorite first examples of what we saw the capability of our website could be. And that's a multi-thousand dollar gift that they gave the Children's Museum. I love that. But what we really saw was that we are useful in the time of a crisis. So shortly thereafter, after the first couple months of Share Omaha, the floods of 19 happened. Oh, that was, that was bad. It was debilitating. I mean, debilitating for for the entire state of Nebraska and all down the Missouri River. It was devastating. And we knew that if we were able to aggregate all of the nonprofits that were saying that you could volunteer the in-kind item drives that they were having, the donations that would matter to those communities and those families and those businesses that were adversely affected, that 
we would be doing our part. And no kidding, our web traffic nearly tripled over the course of that, that height of the crisis. And if nothing else, it showed that people wanted a centralized location to go to, to find out how they could impact a crisis. And that says a lot about our community as well. And then finally, the next March, obviously was March of 2020. And um, we had an opportunity and we, we of course didn't know how useful we would be in a pandemic. Right, right. But to be able to help nonprofits with digital tools in a time when they couldn't get out and operate in person like they normally do. You nailed it. Absolutely. And so at first we were publicizing and we still have that list of what what was adversely affected during the pandemic, like what stages were shut, what museums were shuttered, what what galas had been canceled. And and that was fine. And people did go to that page and see all the change that had happened. But then we got asked, well, what can I do? Yeah, And we realized that is our role. Our role isn't to tell the sad stories. Our role is to activate. Yeah, And it was like a switch flipped for us. And we were able to go out to our nonprofit network and say, what can people still do for you? Can they write notes to your clientele? Can they sew masks for, for, for frontline workers? Can, I mean, can they, can they still work at the food bank for the heartland? And all of those things were true. And so we, we created a campaign called Share at Home, which allowed people to really go through and figure out what the volunteer opportunities were that were readily available for, for work from anywhere opportunities, and then what in-kind items were still being collected and what skills-based opportunities people could still generate for themselves for themselves at home. and. I will tell you that the impact that we saw was remarkable. We had a we had a media sponsor, KTV, actually helped us promote the Shared Home campaign. But beyond that, it really caught people. So I, I told the story before to other people, but I, it, it still wows me. So an average month for us, Lynn, is about 250 nonprofits receiving applications for volunteer service um, in a given month. That's a really good month. That's 250 good applications. To me. Yeah. Oh, it does. But with the help of our media sponsors and just the way that it kind of caught people's imaginations, in April of 2020, we saw 700 applications come through our website. So almost triple. And you know what's interesting about April 2020? We've been doing a lot of reflecting, I think many people have on gosh, what were we doing a year ago? Like, how were we feeling a year ago? I mean, that was kind of a scary time. We, we were at the beginning stages of the pandemic. We didn't really, you know, know what was going to unfold. I think if we knew what was going to unfold, if someone had told us, we might not have believed it. But I do think people were looking for, how can I help? And so it strikes me, Marjorie, that you connect people not just during times of crisis, not just during times of do good week, but you know, let's say it gets to May and there's an issue you want to help with, or you find yourself with some time, or you want to support a nonprofit or a new nonprofit. Share Omaha would be the place to come to help find those opportunities. One hundred percent, and and 
I, you, you said something about how people still wanted to help. One way that we've described this and kind of processed it as a team is that people were stuck in their homes. Yeah. You know, either they're working or they're furloughed, right? And people were looking for significance. People were looking for a way to still impact others and help others and do something that gave them purpose in the midst of all of that shifting that was happening in the world around us. And to be able to be part of that really feels meaningful. That is really neat. You know, I'm always interested, Marjorie, to hear about how people's career paths led them to where they are. And I'm really curious, like, did you grow up and say, I want to lead this nonprofit uh, initiative, right? Like, how does someone get into a position like yours? Oh, my. How long do we have to talk? I'm I'm kidding, (laughs) kidding, kidding. But but service and giving back has been a part of my family culture. My both my father served two tours in Vietnam with the Army Corps of Engineers. My mother was an American Red Cross donut dolly, is what they called oh them during, during during Vietnam, and went to Vietnam and and Southeast Asia to help out with the efforts there. And so it's always been part of our family. And I got involved in volunteer service in high school at a very very young level, young but impactful level, ran the blood drive, did the HIV awareness campaign at my high school and just loved that type of work and got involved in college with a service sorority. We called ourselves sisters in service. And so we had fun, but it was all about serving the community. And I kind of got the bug for doing campaigns back then. I had talked to a friend that told me that one in three college women had an issue with eating disorders or body image. Whoa. And I was like, that is an epidemic. Yeah. And I, and here I am in this in this group of women that wants to impact the greater campus and community. And so, and so me and my friends started eating disorders awareness week and we got a speaker to come in and I got a chance to drive her from my college town to Kansas city and back. And I realized after I dropped off the keynote speaker that I loved this. Yeah. I loved these top of the mountain moments where I knew I was reaching people and I didn't quite know what that meant, but I knew I needed to have that energy given to me on a regular basis needed to be part of that. And so I started out my career in marketing Marketing is a great field. I got to say marketing is a great field. (laughs) It is. It is. And I marketed at the Mid-America Center right when it opened in Council Bluffs. And I loved it. Best boss, best boot camp experience I could have had to learn how to buy media and all of that um, and pitch stories and work with work with specialty seat 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 holders and things of that nature and great experience. And then my passion for the arts and community really came back to me. And so I worked for the Omaha Symphony for a time, consulted for about five and a half years for a lot of arts organizations and artists, expanded my client roster to include Metro, Metro bus lines. And I ran an art fair, things of that nature, but realized that I needed to go back to work after having two children, I needed to have a more steady schedule. So I worked for the Arts Council, running Nebraskans for the Arts for a time, enjoyed that, but realized that if I stayed in the arts, I was never going to get a chance to see that 360 view of the community yeah. that I knew I cared about. And I, and I credit my time in Leadership Omaha for really showing me 
about poverty elimination and diversity and inclusion and just transportation and just different issues that I knew I cared about. And so I went back into just nonprofit service. So I ended up raising money and as development officer and coordinated communications for College Possible Omaha. I did that for a time. And then I got a chance to be on the other side of the table, working at Blue Cross Blue Shield of Nebraska and running all their grant and community initiatives through corporate social responsibility. And that was an amazing experience. There was a shift in leadership and just perspective on that work. And then the next opportunity that arrived that arrived at my doorstep. It's kind of the patchwork quilt of my career as I look back, <laughs> but was Share Omaha. And it was this opportunity to have that 360 view of the community yeah. on a regular basis and have top of the mountain moments like Do Good Week, yeah. you know, that I was that I was running to make sure that the that the community felt that spark, you know? And so I feel like I've I've achieved what I thought I was going to happen in college. You know, it's fascinating because you talk about it as a a patchwork quilt of experiences, but yet looking back, it's almost like you perfectly crafted the path to what you're doing now, right? Uh, You know, the marketing component, the fundraising component, the different types of nonprofits, being on the corporate granting side. I mean, all of that had to perfectly come together for you. And I can hear the passion and enthusiasm in your voice. And I I just find it incredibly rewarding to talk to and work with people who, you know, have found that passion, who are, you know, living their passion, fulfilling their mission. It's got to be one of the greatest feelings in life, I think. And, you know, Marjorie is the leader of a really, I mean, obviously innovative and impactful organization. I'm curious, what advice do you have for others? That word passion. Yeah, it's super important. And I don't think everybody gets a chance to fill that bucket at work. But I believe that you can fill it in other areas or professionally in your life, that your work should be something that you do with intention and purpose, regardless of what it is. But you have an opportunity in this life to do something that fits your passion. I'm fortunate to be able to bring my passion into my professional life. But I just encourage anybody that if there's something that you want to move the needle on in the community, that door is wide open to you. And you can, you can do that through your church. You can do that through your alma mater. You can do that through institutions like that, that are close and dear to you. But there's so many ways to impact the greater community that you don't know that by volunteering for that gala or volunteering your financial expertise for a nonprofit isn't going to lead to something that's professionally pursuit as well. So I just invite you to open the door to expressing that passion as demonstratively as possible. I think that's really good advice. I think too, nonprofit service and volunteering can be a really great way to explore some different things. You know, I I don't know if I would like doing this certain thing, but you can jump in, volunteer in that area, maybe meet some people, network, build, build your knowledge and, and decide if it's something you want to pursue. So Marjorie, I'm going to ask you next, my favorite question, because uh, people who know me know that I love motivational quotes. And what I'm really hoping is that you could give us a few of your own Marjorie Ma's 
words of wisdom to inspire our listeners? Thank you. I love this question. I will tell you there's three phrases, three ideas that I think are top of mind for me on a regular basis. One is to trust. The next is to give grace. And the third is to work hard. So, so back to that patchwork quilt of my career, I had to trust that each step I was making was going to make sense in the end. That, that, that each step leads to the next step that you have to trust the process by which you're working in and you have to trust others. That is such good advice. I've talked to so many leaders who kind of talk about how their career path was not exactly what they expected, but they're glad that they had it. They're glad that they trusted the process and that it would work out. Exactly, exactly. And I think another big piece of the, on the other side of the coin of trust is giving grace. Mm-hmm. So, and giving grace to others to make mistakes, to fall for, to fail forward, to learn something new, to, to trust that somebody had good intent in doing what they were doing. I think this allows you to be more optimistic than cynicism, than, than having cynicism in your life rule the way you look at things. And I, And I think you also have to give yourself grace. You have to give yourself the ability to accept that maybe I made a mistake or that, that I I was doing my best and, and that's all I could ask of myself on that day, et cetera. And so I think giving grace is something that is hopefully innately human, that, that we have the ability to forgive others and move forward because we've given somebody the benefit of the doubt. And I think it allows us to be happier, honestly, and not doubt that everybody is out to get us or that the worst, the worst thing is going to happen. Positivity, obviously, is in my top five Gallup strengths, obviously. That's a good one. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm happy that I have it, um, no pun intended. <laughs> and but... I can hear it in your voice. I can hear that positive note that comes out behind behind your voice and, and the intent of what you say. Well, and and then the final thing is work hard, that you have to put energy toward the thing that you're trying to move the needle on, whether it be something small or big that you just, you don't take your eye off that ball that you're always trying to figure out how do i move that that bit forward today and so you know that you did the best that you could so you know that you did the work that was placed before you and i think that allows you if you're consistently moving in that direction that the trust and the grace fall right in line with that so hopefully that all makes sense together I think that's great. Six very powerful words. So thank you for that. So bringing this full circle, you know, we are kicking off Do Good Week. And for people who want to find more about Do Good Week or just learn more about Share Omaha and all of the opportunities you have, tell us again, what is the best way to find you? Best way is shareomaha.org. And then our handle on all social media is just share Omaha. So, um, and we have a very active presence in all of those channels, um, especially Facebook and Twitter. So dive in. It's a, a, we try to make the website as appealing and as intuitive as possible. So just go to shareomaha.org and you'll find all the answers. 
You know, we were talking about how positivity is one of your strengths. I feel positivity as part of your brand strength too at Share Omaha. I feel it on your website and in your social media as well. And, and I think that's a great thing to have. So Marjorie, as we wrap up our time together today, what is the most important thing you would like our listeners to remember about the work you're doing? That everybody's invited to the table. Oh, Yeah. Everybody has a role they can play, young, old, middle-aged. Everybody has something they can give. And we try very hard to help you find your fit as you accomplish what it is you want to do in the community. And we all, we all have something to give. And all of those acts adding up together is what makes community change happen. So to continue that Midwestern spirit of giving back, to, of taking care of problems, of solving issues, that, that comes from somewhere. And I believe it's our responsibility to all contribute to that good work. So, and, we, and I believe we all have something that we can add on to it. That is really fantastic. So for everybody that's listening on April 19th, today is the beginning of Do Good Week. There's something fantastic all week. If you happen to listen to this afterwards, check back in the show notes and we'll provide an update on how this great week went. Marjorie, it has just been a delight to talk with you today. Best of luck with Do Good Week. I hope it is a wild success. Thank you so much, Lynn. This was an absolute pleasure to share our story with you. You've been listening to Agency for Change. If you're enjoying these inspiring stories, please subscribe. Is there a changemaker you'd like to recommend for this podcast? Just visit the Kid Glove website at kidglov.com to share or to listen to more stories about the people behind positive change.